Hi, I'm Kirsten Siggins, and welcome to the Institute of Curiosity podcast. For the last 12 years, together with my business partner, Kathy Tberner, who's also my mom, we've helped people build relationships that don't suck, especially in conflict. Every Thursday, Kathy and I will be sitting down together having real conversations, sharing everything from our experiences and perspectives to our unique model for handling conflict, making it easier to step into conversations rather than away from them. This week, Kathy and I are talking about something that so many women struggle with, how to have it all, dealing with the feelings of overwhelm, and trying to figure out what it is that we truly want. Let's get started. So one of the things that keeps coming up talking with women right now is the feeling of overwhelm, feeling overwhelmed at work, feeling overwhelmed at home. I know I definitely feel this way. And one of the pieces of feedback I got last night when I was teaching a parenting workshop was from this amazing mom who said that she was really eager for opportunities at work right now and getting ahead. She's focused on her career. So when she's at work, she's always saying yes to everything. She just wants to capitalize on every work opportunity that she has. However, when she's at home, what she's noticed is that she's saying no to everything. She's so exhausted and overwhelmed from doing everything and saying yes to everything at work that she literally has no bandwidth for her family or anything else when she gets home. And it's super ineffective. There's arguing, there's conflict, the relationships suck. It's not a happy place. And as she was sharing this with us, it really resonated with me. I could completely relate to everything that she was saying, along with all the other women in the room who were also nodding their heads in understanding. Now, what was really coming up was the importance of boundaries and how women have such a hard time with having boundaries. And this is something that so many of us struggle with. Kathy, I'm wondering what your experience was like with boundaries and the feeling of overwhelm. Well, listening to your talk right now and also with my coaching clients, this is one area that things really haven't changed in the last 40 years. So when I was... um, young mom with uh, you and your brother and was working, it wasn't any different. It was still that sense of overwhelm. And we just, I think for me, it was, I'm the first generation that really had the opportunity to be at work where it wasn't, I mean, some people worked when I was little, there were a few moms who worked, but it wasn't the norm. And so by the time I was a young mom, it was becoming more of the norm. And we wanted to get it right. You know, we were the the first generation who could do this. And we were we were going to conquer it. We were going to make sure that we did it right. And and things haven't changed. The struggles are still the same. So for me, that what I didn't know then that I know now is that there are two pieces. One, the boundaries that you talked about, and also getting clear on our wants, what we want, because if we don't know what we want, we can't create, we can't put up the boundaries to ensure that we get what we want. And one of the questions that I ask coaching clients a lot is, so what do you want? And what I hear back is, well, mm, I don't want, and they can list lots of things they don't want. And it can be, you know, in, 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 in thinking back, when I think when anyone thinks about their lives, they can think about, I don't want this room painted that color, but they may not know what it is. I mean, things as as concrete as that, or also within their own lives, I just need, I I need more of more and more. 
And yet I'm not, I don't really know what I want. If I don't know what I want, I can't put the boundaries up to ensure that I get it. And I'm not talking about the sparkly new handbag or the pair of shoes. I'm talking about the internal stuff, what we want to create in our lives, how we want. I think yesterday you wrote something, Kristen, that about you being the architect of your life. And I really like that because I think we're all, we're the only ones who can be responsible for our own lives. We're the ones who create our lives. And if we're not clear on what we want, if an architect isn't clear on their design, a house is not going, or a structure is not going to be sound. The same way in our lives, if we're not clear on what we want in the design of how we want to show up in our lives, it's not going to happen. And so for me, I think it's getting clear on what's really important, what I want more of in my life, and then creating the boundaries around that. So I'm wondering what your experience have been in doing just that. Well, it took me a really long time to figure that out. And I think it was such an, an empowering reframe for me to get to that place where I actually get to pick what I want and I get to build it, you know, and, and that analogy, having that blueprint for your life, because I think for so many of us, it's paralyzing to think about what we want, especially for women and for moms, what comes up a lot, and you and I have talked about this, about how women are afraid to put their wants ahead of others. And I know that I've been there, where you you do everything for your kids and you do everything to support your partner or your spouse and and then never take that time to figure out what it is that we want. So we just sort of passively accept what is handed to us rather than carving out that space and being that architect of saying, no, this is actually what I want and when I'm going to go after it. And I think what I've learned that until we figure out specifically what our wants are, it's really difficult to work towards them and build that happy, fulfilled life. And it takes time, right? It can be really, really daunting and difficult to do. But the boundaries bit has been really helpful for me as well in supporting what it is that I want. So what is, because I know that there's so many people that feel this way that, that, yeah, it sounds great to, to want what you want, but how do you do it? (laughs) Right. It's, it's, and it's doing it. That's the hard part is actually taking that time to do it. So what are some quick, maybe not quick is not the right word, but what are some ways to help get you on that path to get to what you want? Well, first off, just as you've said, I think when I'm working with clients, one of the things that they come up with is they begin to realize that they need to take, be reflective and take some time for themselves and figure out what it is they want more of in their lives. Is it their kids, their marriage? Is it their work? Is it money? Is it keeping everyone safe? Is it spending time together? I mean, that. The one of the things for me was that I realized was that I made the conscious choice that I can have it all, which was just coming in then. And it was really big. Wow. Women can have it all now. And isn't this going to be great? I could have it all, but not at the same time. Hmm. And so for me, what that meant was that when there was a need for more for a while, my focus was on you as kids, you and your brother, and also on being a wife. And those things were, that was my main focus. Those were my big wants in my life. And I could create boundaries around that because those were my wants. 
And, um, and I was very privileged to be able to do that because not everybody can. And it's becoming more and more challenging now for moms to take that time off. And then as you got older and became more independent, I was able to weave the piece of work in. Knowing that for me, how this was going to work was that I would work longer. I would work later in life. I, I would get everything I wanted in my life, just not at the same time. And so for me, that was how I did it. I also remember working with a coach and she said to me, we're, she was saying that women really struggle with what they want. And for her, how she, how she dealt with this was that she knew that when she meditated, she uh, was a better person and she was a better coach. And so um, her want was to be a better person for others. So it wasn't even about, she reframed it in a way that it was about others, not about herself. And that ensured that she created the space to be able to meditate every day. And she said the only way she was able to do that was to, to create the reframe that it was about others. I did that for a while. And I think that was a really good, for me, a really good first step in getting to a point where I could declare what I wanted for me, not for others. So I'm not sure how that fits with moms today or, you know, what your thoughts are on that. Well, I remember when you first told me, because we've talked about this, having it all, and that's something that everybody, you know, for women, you can have it all. And I loved how you always said, uh, you figured out that you can have it all, you just can't have it all at the same time. And that was such a powerful revelation for me to really sit with and think about and realize, yeah, in each moment, we are having it all in different moments. And to be in those moments that you feel like it might not be having it all as a big picture, whatever that might be for however that looks. But what I learned is, yeah, I'm having it all in these different moments and that I need to be in those moments and really enjoy those moments because I couldn't take any more than what I'm dealing with at that time. Uh, it was just a really powerful revelation. I also love the reframe. I love that reframe of framing it in a way where you're serving others while you're also serving yourself. And I think there's something so powerful in that where the coach, that coach you were talking about was able to say, I want to serve other people, but in order to do that, I need to serve myself. And that came up in this class last night, working with one of the parents who really struggled with putting down boundaries and struggled with figuring out what she wanted, but she also knew that boundaries were self-care. And when she could frame it in a way that she was doing it for her family and she was doing mm -hmm. it for others, it was so much easier for her to give herself the permission to give her what, to do what she wanted and to put down those yeah. boundaries to help herself. And it's so powerful when we frame it in the context of others. We, I think uh, women, especially during the nurturing years with, with children at home, and I'm sure there's research on this, but I'm just speaking off the cuff now. Um, I think it's really hard for us to think about ourselves, to take the time to create the space for us to think about me time. And I don't mean by me time being selfish. I just mean getting clear on the design of our lives and being able to, you know, as a first step, being able to do that reframe so that I'm doing this for others. It's a way of helping us get there to the point where we can finally say, 
I want to live my life this way. This is what's important for me. These are the things that I need to have in my life to feel nourished, to feel that my the structure of my life, shall we, going back to the idea of the architect, that we're able to create the life, design the structure that we want, one that's sustainable, one that won't be blown over in a hurricane, one that won't leak, one that is solid, that serves us and can be changed as we move through different phases. Because my, what I want now was very different than what I wanted then. And so I, there's a need for that structure to have the capacity for change as we go through different phases in life. And so let's talk about that a little bit, because life is constantly changing. And what we want can change year to year or month to month. Or, I mean, our wants can change depending on how our environment or our workflow is changing or our family or what have you. So how, let's talk about that, looking at our wants changing and also how we can change our boundaries to, to support our wants. Well, since I see partner or um, uh, boundaries and wants being, I almost see that as the two hands of a couple. What you have to have one to, you have to have boundaries to get your wants and you have to have wants to be able to identify the boundaries. So they're not separable in my, in my head. I think that I, what I'm finding really interesting now is that I'm meeting a lot of people who are preparing for retirement and they are very intentional about what they're doing. They don't know necessarily what the next phase in their life is, but they are eager to explore it, to live it to the hilt, to do, to be the architects of their own retirement. And I also see that with, with moms, when, with, with women, when they're becoming a mom and with their partner, you know, how, how are we going to step into the whole notion of having a child, of becoming this family with, with a small being that we need, we're responsible for to keep safe, to nourish, to help them to develop in the architecture of their life. And there, there, and then when kids, move on to high school, they, be, they become more independent. And so our wants change then. And then again, when they go to university and then when they go to the work world and when they get out. And I'm saying, I think with each change in a child's life, the parents, there's a, it's part of a, that relationship where there's a change for a child equals there's a change for a parent. And a parent can either stand back and say, okay, what do I want in my life now? Or they can try to cling on to the relationship they used to have. Or, or when someone gets divorced, there's, there's changes and therefore wants change. So there are lots of opportunities when our lives change that our wants, there's a, there's a time to fine tune. Do we want to renovate the house or do we want to put on an addition, whatever. And that continues through our whole life, I think. So there's a need for us to figure out what we really want here and now. And then with each change that comes along, to revisit it. And for, for women who are without children, it, it's no different because we go through different phases. We get a new job. We decide to become an entrepreneur. We decide to move to a different place. It doesn't really matter. There are always changes happening in our lives. And with each one, there's a need to fine tune what those wants are. And therefore, in the same way, create or fine tune, adjust the boundaries we have. Yeah, one of the things that's so interesting is you talk about change and 
what stood out for me through everything that you were just saying is this, we get so focused on checking off that to-do list, right? Going through our lives, checking off our to-do list, making sure we are doing all the things that we want that we often forget to invest in our relationships. And, mm -hmm. and that's the piece that I was hearing from these moms where at work, it's yes, 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 check off to-do list, all those opportunities. And then at home, we're flat out and we have no more space to build those relationships. And just reminding ourselves as we're looking at our wants and our boundaries, keeping in check, how much are we checking off our to-do list versus how much are we investing in our relationships? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, our relationships are equally as important in terms of how we're living what we want and being that architect of our life, our successful life. And I would invite from my person, where I'm at in life now, I would say relationships are even more important. I mean, the to-do lists are, 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 I'm not saying they're not important, but the relationships and the research that's coming out now in HR, and I can't remember the, the study, there was an, a study through the, was it HR Canada? can't remember, where they were talking about how people are still focusing completely on their checklist. And they're not seeing the value in relationships and, and how so many people in the work world don't have the, quote, soft skills, the skills that are so needed now in, in, the, in the work world. So there's skills that we need in both places. And to be able to create the, those relationships, we need to have, be clear on our wants, and we need to have those boundaries in place so that we can respectfully turn things down. And just say, no, this is not the time for me to take that on. Thank you for thinking of me. And it may be a volunteer commitment with your kids in the soccer league, or it may be taking on a new promotion at work. And there are risks involved, because if you decline the, the promotion and work now, it may not be there the next time when you're ready for it to be there. So that can be really hard for people to say no to. And oh, the only the way the easiest way to do that is to be really clear on what we do want. Okay, my first priorities are ensuring you know my being an effective mom, being a caring, loving mom, because this is this is transient. It's only 20 years where there's there's that that at home connection, and then they the children have the greater space, and therefore the mother has more space in her life to continue on and whatever she wants to do. Maybe work does need to take a back seat. Maybe um, there are times when it is a paycheck and yet we just have to reframe that in that I'm great, I'm, I've got the paycheck coming in to support my biggest wants right now, which are my family, my husband and my kids, my husband, and that's it because that's all I can do right now. Mm -hmm. And for others, they're able to take on more. So it's, it's finding what works for us and it's different for every single one of us. Those boundaries are so important. Let's talk about the boundaries as we wrap this up, because I think it's so important to understand how to put in boundaries and to support, just like you were saying, to support what okay. you want and to help with the feeling of overwhelm. I know for me, I found myself, it was like a avalanche effect, right? Where you just, there, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you don't necessarily, I don't know that anybody has set hours for work anymore. I think that's also part of the problem. I feel like we all feel like we're on call 24 seven. And so it starts with 
answering emails before the kids are up and then you're on phone calls driving the kids to school in the morning and then you realize that you're answering emails and trying to troubleshoot as your kids are at a play or instead of watching them on the soccer pitch or whatever it may be putting up those boundaries to say, mm, you know what, over the weekend, I'm not going to check my email or I'm going to devote this undivided 35 minutes or 45 minutes to my child to watch an entire game without checking my phone. And I think that's really hard for people to do. So how do we put those boundaries in place to support ourselves so that we can limit that feeling of overwhelm and help us get a closer to what we want? Well, when we know what we want, so for instance, let's go back to the child and the, the, their lives. When we know that what we want is to be the best mom we can be, and we figure out, we can define, for me, being the best mom is, and it may be to connect, to be one of two caregivers. And I have a nanny, and the nanny is doing the things that I don't really want to do and I'm there for the things that I know matter to my child or it may be I want to be there for every single experience that my child has and that's the most important thing I know I have to work to support our family and so I'll do that but my most important want is my kids so then when someone says you know I'd like you to volunteer for this event, how is that going to impact my time with my kids? How is that going to impact my want of being the best mom I can be? And it may be, for one, yeah, you know, I, I know that I can do a really good job on this. And this event means a lot to my, my ch children. So if I do a good job on this, that, that's going to make them happy. Or no, I really like to play with my kids after school. They're not big on structured activity. So for me, that doesn't work because I don't want to give up that playtime that we have when I pick them up from daycare at five o'clock and from then until they're ready for bed, that's my time with them and I'm not prepared to give up one minute of it. So it's a very individualized thing and what works for one doesn't necessarily work for another and that's okay. There's a good book for anyone who wants to read more on this. William Uris brought out, I don't know how many years ago, a few years ago now, called Getting to Yes, and it's written by Roger Fish, Fisher and William Urey, U-R-Y, Negotiating Agreements Without Giving In. And it's about getting clear on what we really want. And then once we do that, we can create the boundaries. We can say no, but in a positive way, not a way that makes us feel coming from a place of scarcity or that we're losing out. More that by saying no to this, I'm living a fuller life. I'm living more of what doing things that I want to have in my life. And that's just a very different perspective and one that we all have the capacity for developing. Mm -hmm. So just to a reminder on boundaries, when we know we need a boundary, when we are saying yes, when we want to say no, or we know yeah. we need a boundary when we're feeling constantly overwhelmed, resentful, or angry about something, right? Because we're taking on more than we actually want to be taking on. It's that disease to please, uh, where we yeah. are afraid to say no. But we can also be isolating in our boundaries 
where we don't ask for any help when we need it, right? So if we're feeling too overwhelmed and resentful and angry and frustrated, we need boundaries. But if we're feeling super isolated and not connected, sometimes our boundaries can be too strong. Good point. Really well said. Yes. And so just having that awareness around when we need boundaries or when maybe our boundaries are a little bit too tight that we should loosen up on them. And it's a practice. It really is a practice and it's constantly changing and just having awareness around when we where our boundaries are, that line that we draw that's not permissible. It's absolutely self-care. It's not selfish. We can have boundaries with grace and they, they're our self-care. They're so, so, so important. I can remember when you, when your kids were really young and your interpretation of this was that for me to be the best I can be with my kids, I need to be the best I can be for me. And that includes self-care. Yeah. It took me a long time to get there, but boy, was my life different after I (laughs) accepted that. (laughs) Because I think I was really afraid. I, I don't know if afraid was the word, but I felt like everybody's needs needed to go first and then I realized if I don't take care of myself nobody else is going to be taken care of and it was just giving myself permission to take care of myself to invest in myself to say no and to know that it's okay to want something and go after it and get it and I think that there are a lot of women I know that I've spoken to recently who feel the same way and it's just giving ourselves permission we value, we matter, and it's okay to want to say yes, to want something, and to go after it, and to have those boundaries, and to invest in ourselves. And it can be, some, it can be a lifelong journey for some, and for others, it's really easy to do. It just took me a little bit longer to get to this party. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you're at the party, and my generation never got there, you know, and, and this conversation is going on 40 years later, because we didn't, we weren't able to do it then. And I, I think that this is fantastic that people are recognizing that it's not sustainable and there needs to be change. And the more people do that, then when they're my age talking to their now daughters and sons, they'll hopefully be having a different conversation. One where people have less resentment and less sense of overwhelm because they've been able to get clear on what they want and create those boundaries that allow them to do so. Mm, Beautifully said. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you had the opportunity to hear new thoughts and perspectives and understand that you're not alone. We invite you to join this continuing conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Institute of Curiosity. It's your place to share experiences, learn new tricks and tools, or ask those burning questions that you want answers to. You can learn more about our work or access our free course at instituteofcuriosity.com and in our book, The Power of Curiosity, how to have real conversations that create collaboration, innovation, and understanding. If you like what you heard, we hope you'll please rate and review us and then don't forget to share us with your friends. Then hit subscribe to keep up with the latest episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay curious and we'll see you next week. Have an awesome day.